Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Welcome, patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising. America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States Project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson. And I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. Good morning, patriots here in Texas and across the great land of the United States. This is Paul Hodson, State co-director for the Convention of States Project in Texas, and we welcome you this morning, December 10th, 2016. It has been a great couple of weeks here in Texas and for the nation for the Convention of States movement. We're going to cover some of that this morning and then open it up if there's any interest in in phone lines. Uh, We're starting an hour early today because I've got a very, very busy day on my, my slate. Lots of other things to do, but I wanted to to get this out because I I believe this is going to be my last podcast of the year. Uh, All the rest of my weekends are fairly busy throughout the year, uh, the remainder of the year, but this has been so exciting and I had some thoughts I'd already written down and I wanted to share with everyone. This has been a great week for the grassroots. Uh, The grassroots movement here in Texas and across the nation has picked up so much momentum, uh, especially the weeks leading up to the election. Uh, where nationally we grew significantly from about 1.45 million to just over 2.1 million in about a six-week period leading up to the election cycle. Uh, and with after the election, things have slowed down a bit as people have have started to to lose focus on politics. Uh, they get fatigue, obviously, uh, but we expect that to pick up quite a bit here as state legislatures begin their sessions. And what happened here in Texas was nothing more than phenomenal. Uh, we want to send thank yous out to specific people and to all our hardworking grassroots leadership. Uh, this was an opportunity we were hoping we would have on Tuesday. Let me fill you in uh, on what happened Tuesday at the Capitol in Austin, Texas. We had uh, uh, the pre-filing of our bill, uh, our, our resolution in both the House and in the Senate. Uh, we knew about this for a few weeks ahead of time. It's exciting to pre-file. That means you're, you're in the game as soon as the session starts. Um, it was a big deal for us because of all the hard work our people have put in. Uh, our House 
Our House sponsor, Representative Rick Miller, and our Senate sponsor, Senator Brian Birdwell, had their bills. They joined with us. We told them we're going to bring a lot of people to the Capitol to celebrate, celebrate the hard work they've done to enjoy that day. Uh, we ended up passing out uh, some Christmas cards, holiday cards, which one of our volunteers, uh, one of our district captains, ha had actually hand-drawn uh, and sketched and then reproduced. Uh, they look unbelievably um, just amazing, a beautiful picture of the Capitol on the front of the card. And then on the back, our volunteers, our constituents, wrote on the back of the cards and hand-delivered those to each office at the Capitol on Tuesday. Uh, just an opportunity for us to say thank you and to say season's greetings to all of our legislators. Let them know that we are here for them and that we're here to support them and to help them in understanding the Convention of States and how that can rein in the overreaching federal government. So let me say some thanks, especially to the state leadership team and then to the district captains. Uh, to my uh, partner in Liberty, uh, the co-director here who has her Constitutional Coffee episodes on Facebook pretty much every Thursday morning, 11 o'clock Eastern time. You can catch her on the Convention of States Facebook page. Tamara Colbert, many, many thanks to Tamara and for the leadership that she has provided here in Texas for three plus years. And, and the moment that we, we uh, reached on Tuesday, which is not a peak, but it's really the beginning of, of the next phase. Uh, to Martin Harry, our legislative liaison, also has been working with us for nearly the, these last three years, helping us uh, uh, navigate our way through the legislature, uh, through the process, uh, giving us direction, helping us keep on track when we start to veer. Many, many thanks to Martin. To Tom Dowdy, who is our, our coalition's director and really has been the man, uh, the person who has given and prepared the presentations uh, across the state the first year and a half at least uh, here in Texas. He was basically the person giving presentations everywhere, put over 140,000 miles on his truck traveling Texas giving presentations to whoever would listen. Uh, everybody here in Texas who gives a presentation owes a great debt of gratitude to Tom Dowdy and all the work he has put in and continues to put in. Uh, to our grassroots coordinator, Bill Ely, uh, cannot say enough about Bill. He has been in, this, in his position for less than a year. Uh, he's one of those leaders that it was obvious that we needed to elevate as quickly as we could. Uh, because of his organizational skills and because of his enthusiasm for bringing on uh, new leadership. Uh, it is through Bill's efforts and then uh, delegating that down to the next level uh, to our regional captains, which have really helped grow our, our leadership team uh, and also grown our grassroots. Uh, Bill, has, Bill showed those signs when he was signed on as a district captain, uh, elevated very quickly to regional captain and then to uh, to the state leadership position of grassroots coordinator. One of the things that's uh, really quite easy with, with some leaders that you elevate is that you see that they're already doing the work and, and they'll inevitably, and it's not just Bill, but several of them have asked questions when, when they were told, we're going to elevate you to uh, up to from a district captain to a regional captain, and they'll say, well, what is it you need me to do? And it's real simple when you just say, just do what you're already doing. You're, you're already doing the work. We're just giving you the title to go along with uh, the work you're already putting in. And, and for Bill, that was uh, an, an easy pick for us. Uh, for Blaine Holt, uh, General Blaine Holt, we, we appreciate his work already that he's done as our Veterans Coalition's director. 
um, a new position that was announced in November, but Blaine's actually been on the team, uh, I think, since uh, early summer. Uh, we just had to keep some of that under wraps as to his official title. But that was announced on Veterans Day. Um, Blaine already doing some great work for us, uh, not just in the state of Texas, but working with the, the veteran state leaderships around the nation, helping to build our, our veterans uh, grassroots, in, in which we have many, and many just have not identified themselves uh, in our tool as veterans. And, and we look forward to that continued support. Mike Cassidy, our system information analyst, and uh, I like to refer to those people who work around the states and nationally as, as the people behind the curtain, um, you know, just as the uh, alluding to the Wizard of Oz analogy or metaphor. Uh, they really make all the magic happen for us as far as communications, especially for communications where we need to communicate via an email or even through some of our other communications, which we have some tools we use. Uh, they help facilitate all of that. They help us uh, implement some of our wild ideas that we have. And Mike has been an incredible support person. Uh, he will take time with an individual and help them work through any technology challenges they have. And he'll work with the state leadership team in, in helping us get our messaging out to the right people at the right time. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous support from Mike Cassidy. Uh, our newest state leader, Ken Tisdale, who, who came on just about uh, six to eight weeks ago, uh, maybe about six weeks ago. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Uh, Ken was somebody who God completely placed right into our path. We didn't really have a position for someone like Ken. Uh, it became very obvious as soon as, as, soon as uh, I talked with him and Tamara talked with him and then the entire state executive team spoke with Ken, and we brought him on as what is a new position for us, a business coalitions director. We don't even have an official title that we can tag with him in our system. Uh, Ken is a uh, business executive, uh, a, a high-level business executive, and these are the type of people that we are starting to attract to the Convention of States movement because we have focus and because we have a solution. And, and people... Uh, who are goal-driven and who are used to, to measurements like that, who are in uh, CEO-type positions, uh, they don't normally jump into a grassroots movement. But Ken is a true grassroots uh, person, uh, a true grassroots supporter, and he has joined our team, and he has uh, already helped us immensely, not just in Texas, but already nationally. He's able to make some connections that other people cannot. And uh, we appreciate Ken's work so far and look forward to great things for him, not just in Texas, but in the nation. Uh, I want to also mention Wes Wisenhunt, who is our, our grassroots co coordinator emeritus. And, and Wes, because of uh, time constraints and other issues, had to step aside, uh, but he still is someone whom we look to for great uh, counsel when we need it. And also, it was Wes's idea to start the regional captain uh, process and, and level of development, leadership development here in Texas and nationwide. Uh, it was really important in Texas. We have such a large geography, obviously, uh, that it is difficult to manage grassroots supporters who are literally 11, 12 hours away from you uh, by car. And, and uh, even though technology and communication is great over the internet through email and we have telephones, 
it's, it does not replace being in person with someone. And having these regional captains, uh, even with our, their large regions, we, we've seen the, the regional captains here in Texas take the time to visit in their different districts that they have responsibility over and, and help walk through the leadership team. And, and that has been a tremendous success for Texas. And what does that mean to not just Texas, but to the nation? It, it, it gives you a, a blueprint, a model that you can look to, to to perhaps emulate where we've done things well. Um, our goal since this close of session on, on June 1st of 2015, we it was real simple here in Texas. We had a big objective, and it's not to pass the resolution. Uh, we had to think outside the box on that one for Texas, and it really didn't take that long for us to come up with it. Uh, our objective all along has been that Texas must lead, and everything that uh, we've been doing has been pointing to that, not just passing the resolution, but putting ourselves into a position where we could be the leaders in the nation. That was everything we were doing was pointing to that. We put down some specific goals late last year in 2015. Uh, among those, we wanted to reach 100,000 grassroots supporters by the time session started. We reached that goal in October of 2016, so we reached that goal two months ago. We wanted to be able to do, have presentations done in every Senate district in the state. That's 31 of those. Uh, we have covered that in spades here in Texas. In fact, it's difficult for us to keep up on our calendar how many presentations may be going on at any one time. And we wanted to have our legislative sponsors lined up and ready early, early in the process. Uh, we had Representative Rick Miller on board uh, from last session, and there were no indications that he was going to set that aside and uh, have somebody else come up. So we had our house sponsor set up uh, for, he's, he's been on board really with us for two and a half years and been our sponsor for almost two years. On the Senate side, uh, we were not aware who who might be bringing up our bill. We, we had some ideas who it could be, uh, but it ended up being Senator Brian Birdwell, and that was officially announced in May of this year and uh, he has taken off like uh, like a ball of fire, carrying the Article 5 message and the Convention of States message. Uh, every place he's been speaking, every group he's been speaking to, working that in. Uh, in fact, his, his uh, chief of staff has told me one of the challenges he's got right now with Senator Birdwell is uh, reminding him to focus on some of the other legislation that he will be promoting during the session because he wants to just speak on Article 5. We met all those major goals that we had, our objectives to, to have Texas lead. Uh, but God has been supplying an abundance here in Texas, and, and we don't want to overlook his hand because there were some things we didn't ask for that we got, uh, that we didn't ask for specifically. Of course, Governor Greg Abbott's support on, on January 8th of this year, of January 8th, 2016, when he unveiled the Texas plan, and it was very obvious if you listen to the speech, that the only application that was out there that would dovetail with the Texas plan was the Convention of States resolution. And we appreciate Governor Abbott's support so much. We'll, we'll talk of, in a couple minutes about his uh, addressing the grassroots on the 6th of December down at the Capitol and, and what a magical moment that was. And Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's support as well. Uh, Dan, Dan Patrick, our, our Lieutenant Governor, has supported Convention of States uh, since the end of last session when we needed his help uh, in the Senate just to get to a hearing. Uh, he's been behind the scenes. He came out this past September and, and publicly supported us and called for a legislative priority and made that official 
last week or early uh, last week, so about November 28th, November 30th, I think is when that actually came out, <clears throat> that he put it on his legislative priority list. And to show the priority that he's he's giving it in Texas and probably in many other states, the, the leadership in both chambers have the uh, authority to and the responsibility to assign the bill numbers when you file a bill. And our our application is actually a resolution. And in Texas, it's a joint resolution. So on the Senate side, it's a Senate joint resolution and you get a number. And we got Senate joint resolution two. The only reason we didn't get one is because Senate joint resolution one is always reserved for a major constitutional amendment to the Texas Constitution. And I don't know if there's something in the pipeline for that, but uh, we got as high a bill number as we could get. That sends a message very, very quickly to the members in the Senate that this is a high priority and something they need to pay attention to. Obviously, with Governor Abbott on board and this being his highest priority for our session, um, it got their attention as well. But the lieutenant governor really uh, uh, promotes and moves the members in the Senate here in Texas. That was the last piece of the puzzle that, that we wanted to put in place and have in place before session started. And that had us transition over from, from being uh, meeting all our objectives that Texas must lead and declaring on Tuesday that Texas will lead. Texas has taken the lead here in the Convention of States movement across the nation. We understand the responsibility. We also understand the expectations from the rest of this, the nation, the rest of the states. We get asked all the time, where is Texas? What is Texas doing? Texas is ready, and it's not just that leadership, although that's great. We, we are ready to lead because Texas will pass our resolution early and with overwhelming support uh, this coming session, and Texas will be providing resources. Our grassroots army is available uh, and willing and able. They get uh, chomping at the bit. To, I'll, I'll hear many of them say or message me saying, can't wait to pass so that we can go help the other states. Uh, our legislative sponsors are going to be available and ready to help in other states and to help with messaging. Of course, uh, Governor Abbott and our Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick available uh, to help and lead in, in other states. Texas is going to lead by our example of pursuing self-governance through the grassroots. This is the biggest uh, piece of the puzzle which people don't really realize is occurring is the exercise of self-governance just through the practice of promoting the Convention of States as a solution to rein in the federal government. We have activists, uh, people who have never been involved with the Convention of, with anything in politics, anything politically, they've jumped into this movement and they are learning that they can make a difference locally and making a difference locally with just their state legislator makes a difference at the state level and at the state level, collectively, when the other states jump in, that can make a difference and change the direction of our country. And it gets them extremely excited. Um, they get engaged. When they come down to the Capitol, they get very, very uh, excited as well. Um, it gets them energized. And what occurred on Tuesday was nothing short of amazing. Uh, there were some things which, which happened which just don't happen. Uh, the first thing we knew as a state leadership team, we knew about three and a half weeks ago that there was a strong possibility that Governor Abbott was going to attend our event. Uh, but a strong possibility does not equal confirmation, and we could not promote in any way that Governor Abbott was going to be there because it was not confirmed. 
that was not something we asked. That was something the governor asked to attend. And he asked, not because the leadership team is so fantastic here, but because the grassroots have done all that hard work that uh, that I just laid out a, a few minutes ago. And he wanted to come and thank us and to give us support. Uh, and he wanted to address us. And we were told that he was going to come about 12.15 Texas time, central time, to the Capitol. So we had a uh, a program somewhat mapped out loosely. Uh, we were going to give a, a bit of introduction and uh, kind of context to our to our uh, volunteers who had shown up at the Capitol, more than 350 of them, by the way. And then we were going to have our our legislators come and speak. That'd be Representative uh, Rick Miller, Representative Phil King, Senator Brian Birdwell, <clears throat> and then when, and then we were going to have the time when the governor would show up and give us a few remarks. Well, Governor Abbott showed up early. He wanted to be there for the whole thing, and that doesn't happen. Governors are busy. This is such a priority to him, and he is so impressed with the work of our grassroots that he wanted to come and watch what was happening. Uh, and we moved our uh, and and uh, slimmed down our our presentation, our our opportunity at the auditorium there at the Capitol. We moved straight into our legislators speaking. Uh, Representative Miller came up and gave some remarks and some encouragement. Representative Phil King, who's carrying the delegate limitation bill, also came up gave us a few remarks. He brought his grandson uh, and mentioned his grandson in his remarks that this is really something that's being done, not just for those of us who are already fighting the fight, but for those of us who are, are coming behind, those uh, our, our children, grandchildren, those yet to be born. This is really why we are doing this and for our nation. And then Senator Birdwell came up and spoke, introduced the governor. And so the governor got on early, spoke for 12 minutes, to the grassroots. Uh, again, the media told us, A, that, that the, a governor showing up when he's not actually involved in the program just to watch and to be there, and then B, giving 12 minutes of remarks to the grassroots is unheard of. They were astounded at how long he went. Uh, a great speech, which we've already posted in our social media sites. Um, such a thrill to be there. It was such a thrill for our grassroots a reward for them and the hard work that they have done so far, and a reminder that this is the kickoff historically of uh, of the movement in which we're moving into to our next phase with with Texas leading, giving that momentum, and then helping helping pull along and push along and uh, drag along if necessary other states. We believe the momentum is going to be uh, historic as well. I wanted to draw a parallel historically with uh, other great projects which have occurred in our nation's history. Um, I, I'm a fan of uh, the Apollo project and the early 60s, the space program to get men on the moon. Uh, that was driven also by a bold goal. President Kennedy delivered a goal in May of, 2005, uh, May of 1961 to land a man on the moon before the end of the, before the, end of the decade and return him safely. When he gave that speech, uh, the United States had exactly 15 minutes of manned spaceflight time under their belt. So their experience was almost zero. They knew they would have to invent some ways and create some new technology to be able to reach that goal, but they also saw that that was reasonable. It was going to be difficult. It was going to take a lot of people. At the peak of the Apollo program, more than 400,000 people were involved across the nation in various uh, industries and uh, private sector businesses which had 
had contracted to do work with the government to, to build the machinery necessary. And people remember that there was a moon landing and a walk on the moon in July of 1969. Uh, but a lot of people don't remember the, the starting point, uh, which was the launch of the Apollo 11 on uh, July 16th of 1969. That was a big event. A lot of people showed up to that because you couldn't be personally there to watch a landing on the moon. You had to watch that on television. But not only that, it was, in one sense, a culmination of all the hard work that all those people had put in to get to the launch. That's a big deal. Uh, you have to have all those pieces in place to get something started, which is what happened when, when the Apollo 11 Saturn V lifted off that early morning uh, on, um, I think it was a Wednesday morning, July 16th of 1969. Millions of people uh, well over a million people showed up in person to watch the launch, and of course, nationwide, everyone glued to their TV sets as that historic moment started. That wasn't the end, it was the beginning. All those people were still involved in support, uh, which is exactly what happens now with the Convention of States. We've reached a moment where we have launched. Here in Texas, on December 6th, we launched uh, because of all the hard work which has already been put in, and now we have all that support work to do to keep the momentum, to drive us forward, to reach our goal here in Texas, to pass our resolution, and then to, to reach our goal around the nation to get the resolutions passed in those states, which will also be filing or have already filed for the 2017 session. Uh, that is, uh, we're gonna have, in the neighborhood of 40 states active, filing resolutions and working on resolutions or have already passed this coming session. It is conceivable that the Convention of States could occur either 2017 or 2018 because of the movement that we have. Uh, we're so excited here. I invite you to, to jump on with us. Uh, it doesn't matter. We've had, we had people at the Capitol who'd been in the, in the Convention of States Texas for just a week, and they were extremely excited to already be involved and be able to get something done and accomplished and uh, see their efforts rewarded with a, with a solution which can work. Uh, that, that is the biggest thing we get from the Convention of States. This is not just pie in the sky. It is a, a solution which you can be involved in and which has an actual outcome that is uh, foreseeable, predictable, uh, and will address many, many of the issues which our nation has and our, our broken structure of our federal government uh, has. So with that, I want to remind you to get to the conventionofstates.com, www.conventionofstates.com. If you have not joined on with us, you can go there, sign the petition. Please give your address. We don't give that so that we can start sending you a lot of things in the mail because that actually costs a lot of money. And we aren't really looking at spending money in that way. We are looking to attach you to your state legislator and your districts. Uh, we can't do that without your physical address. And that's the main reason we are asking for your address. Now, once a quarter, you're going to get a nice glossy uh, emailer or a mail mailing from us, which is is beautiful. Uh, it's a it's just talking about the Convention of States. It's well laid out. That's the only thing I've ever gotten by mail from the Convention of States, and it's it's worth it. Cost you nothing. Uh, they they send it out in promotion, and you can share that with your friends and show them uh, just what great work and quality that the Convention of States does. Uh, for each state, we encourage you to go to uh, cosaction.com forward slash and then your state name. 
So cosaction.com forward slash Texas. We try to keep that up to date with the news. Uh, I was talking with uh, someone during the week. We had so many news stories about what was going on in Austin. They would ask, did you see the news? And I said, it's hard to be, it's hard to see the news when you are the news. Uh, we were so busy being the news that we didn't have a chance to sit and read some of the stories. Um, some of the headlines are, are pretty unique. Uh, they quoted Governor Abbott saying that, that President-elect Donald Trump or President Trump epitomizes the need for a convention of states. Now, out of context, it sounds like that's a problem. The problem is not that, that we're fighting with President Trump at this point. The problem is he's already meeting resistance in Congress from his own party, the Republican Party. Term limits. President Trump's uh, President Trump. One of his top priorities is to get term limits on Congress. And one of the first things out of Mitch McConnell's mouth is not on my agenda. So business as usual in Washington D.C. No matter who's in charge, personnel. Well, nobody showed up to be a, to call in, which is fine because I monologued for the entire time. We're going to close out with Madison Rising. Hope to see you again at the beginning of the year. Have a a great New Year's, and we'll talk to you when session starts in January. And thank you once again for listening to that Provident article. We appreciate your listening. My name is Paul Hodson. I'm the co-director here in Texas, the Convention of States Project. We want to thank Madison Rising for all the music that they provide here, our intro and outro. Go out to their website, www.madisonrising.com. We invite you also to go out to our Convention of States website, www.conventionofstates.com We want to thank the Convention of States Project, Mark Meckler, Founder and President, Citizens for Self-Governance, Michael Ferris, Head of the Convention of States Project, and a big, big thank you to our entire Texas Convention of States team, and we invite you to join us again next week for another episode of That Provident Article.